A very good morning to you. It's Money Talk with James Ross. It's 18 minutes past eight. And uh, let's welcome to the show Andrew Ferris, CEO of Ecognosis Advisory and Hao Hong, Chief Economist at Grow Investment Group Hong Kong. Uh, welcome to both of you. Hello. Morning. Good morning. Uh, well, it is a very wet day, of course, in Hong Kong, but elsewhere markets uh, continue. And I suppose uh, we're at the end of a, a, a very busy week. We're ahead of the G20. Uh, what's the week been like for you, Andrew? What are the things that are stand out for you this week? It's simply absolutely confirmed to me that there is no value added whatsoever to trying to guess where the interest rates in the States go, because we have two specific examples, Okay, particularly when... Uh, the numbers on employment came out that simply reversed the expectations that perhaps the Fed will increase as opposed to simply hold interest rates in the, in the November meeting. My reaction to all that is to concentrate on areas where money can be made where interest rates are of no importance. And you'll be surprised how many areas there are on that one. So I will leave it uh, like that. So this is, this is my approach. So it's not a matter of giving up. It's a matter of uh, knowing where the value added is and where there isn't. How Hong, are you guessing where interest rates going or have you given up guessing? Um, we haven't given up, you know, because we're closer to the uh, hiking campaign, right? So because the, the U.S. core inflation rate is down and also there's no signs of inflation in China. So I think in general, uh, uh, the major central bank of the world is uh, you know, pausing or, or lowering interest rates. So, you know, in, in general, we think the direction for the interest rate is actually going down. Well, I suppose the um, the news in the last 24 hours has been uh, the China exports. Uh, Andrew, any, any thoughts on that? What does that mean? Uh, are, are things still pretty depressing as far as China is concerned? Well, there is, again, there is something completely quantitative. You know, both exports and inputs, the growth has been coming down, which means that the difference between them in all probability is narrowing. And we had some uh, visions that uh, the trade, <coughs> ex-trade surplus in China may either shrink or become a deficit. Well, this is, this is just the numbers. The important thing is to realize that for years now, we're talking about decades, the net contribution to GDP growth of the difference between exports and inputs in China has been around 10% of 100% growth. In other words, net exports are a very minor contributor to GDP growth in China. So I look at them with benign interest, and uh, it is not a very good idea if exports are coming down, but if inputs are coming down at the same time, the difference between them, in all probability, leads to a net percentage increase in GDP. Hello? So, you know, just, just looking at exports says, oh my God, exports are coming down. It's completely useless. How Hong, are you up, down on China at the moment? What are your thoughts after those uh, export-import numbers? Yeah, I think for the year, uh, most of us are looking for a lower uh, export growth for the year, you know, because uh, overseas demand for Chinese goods is trending down as well, you know, because of the hiking campaign. Uh, so I think um, uh, to a certain degree, uh, the export partners or the export destinations of Chinese goods have changed dramatically over the years. In the recent two years, uh, the Asian countries, uh, you know, Southeast Asian countries, uh, becoming the, the major destination for Chinese exports. And now exports to these countries uh, makes up a bigger bulk of Chinese exports uh, than the uh, exports to the U.S. And I think, you know, that's a, a very interesting case to be noticed. 
And secondly, I think the input is lower this year yeah, because of the technology ban. Uh, so, but Jen is buying as, as, as many chips as possible from the U.S., but then at the same time, uh, because of the technology ban, uh, China couldn't get you know, his hand on you know, as, as much as he could get. So I, I think as a result, you know, imports is down substantially because chips is one of the biggest uh, uh, components of, of imports. Uh, so I think, you know, having said all that, you know, as we can see, you know, structure has changed. But I think exports actually remaining uh, as uh, one of the brightest spots for the Chinese economy this year, uh, you know, because of the uh, uh, the new energy cars uh, now, China is exporting, uh, making up 20 to 25 percent of the world. Uh, just going to interrupt for a second and catch up a little bit on some of the travel news that's uh, out there at the moment because of the black rain. Uh, Transport Department saying that due to a landslide, the following road sections are still closed to all traffic. All lanes of Peak Road, both uh, way, ways near house number 60 on Peak Road. All lanes of Stubbs Road are closed uh, near number 53 in both directions. Motorways, uh, motorists rather advised to use alternative route. And ferry arrangements uh, at the moment, uh, Discovery Bay uh, transportation services, normal service, Fortune Ferry Company, all ferry services are suspended until further notice. Sun Ferry uh, services, North Point to Hung Hom to Kowloon, limited service at the moment, uh, Central to Chung Chow, normal service, Central to Moi Wan, normal service, Park Island, normal service, Peng Chow, Kaito, uh, all ferry services are suspended until further notice. Uh, the Hong Kong and Yamate Ferry Company uh, Limited Service, Choi Wa Ferry Service, all ferry services are suspended. Uh, Star Ferry Services, um, first sailing uh, suspended. Uh, Chun Ki Ferry Limited, normal service. Hong Kong and Kowloon Ferry Limited uh, service at the moment. Just a little bit of an update there on some of the uh, ferry services. Uh, let's get back to uh, our guests at the moment. Andrew Ferris, CEO of Ecognosis Advisory and Hao Hong, Chief Economist at Grow Investment Group. Uh, We've seen $200 billion wiped off the value of Apple uh, in the last couple of days, guys, uh, because of these uh, curbs on iPhone usage by China government employees. What does that mean for Apple, uh, do you think? How Hong, it, it, obviously, that's a, a you know, big chunk of value off the company. Yeah, it's, it's a market-moving news. Um, I think many of us are still trying to figure out, you know, you know how severe the ban is or how widespread the, the ban is going to be. Uh, but I think China Mobile yesterday came out and said, look, you know, because the still going to sell uh, Apple iPhone 15 when it comes out. And, you know, as you, as you notice, the uh, product launch date for Apple iPhone 15 and for the Huawei Mate 60 Pro Max, uh, is basically on the same day. Right? So the, the, the two uh, major mobile companies of the world is clashing head-on. Uh, so many of us are still waiting. But I think for Apple, it doesn't look good. Yeah, uh, over the past two days, Apple uh, market cap is down $190 billion, uh, US dollars. It's trekking down to NASDAQ and the S&P 500. Uh, so I think, uh, and also Foxconn is already starting to make... Um, uh, iPhone 15 in India, right? So I think that's a huge shift for that country as well. So I think the uh, supply chain wise, the center is obviously shifting away from China. Uh, so mm. it remains to be seen, you know, how severe the impact is going to be. Andrew, are you following the fortunes of, uh, of Apple at the moment? Yeah, I'm following them. And you know, James, I don't interpret anything. I just read careful the instructions of the government to the civil servants. Don't use your Apple phones at work. 
it didn't say throw them away. It didn't say never buy them again. It did not say people in China, in inverted commas, cannot buy Apple telephones anymore. It is an absurd reaction to an instruction of the use, not of the purchase. Give me a break. 200 billion U.S. knocked out, okay, by simply saying, oh, my God, the Chinese market of Apple has now disappeared. Well, okay, if that's their interpretation, they're very welcome to it. So they're a bit overreacting, are they? To put it mildly. <laughs> uh, okay, Remember, well, I'm simply responding to what I read, not to what I interpret. Okay. Turning to the property market uh, in China, uh, how long are you following uh, the property market at the moment? You know, obviously, we've seen Evergrande, we've seen Country Garden. Um, where, where's it going, do you think? What, what, are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, obviously, all the restrictions on uh, property purchase have, have to be removed. And I think many of the cities nowadays are gradually move, removing uh, these this restrictions, but this the speed is not fast enough. I, you know, many of us are still wishing that um, 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 the implementation can be much faster than this. Uh, I think going into elders, if you look at the sales number, you know, it could still down severely. And even after removal, removal of the restrictions, uh, Shanghai, Beijing, you know, see a very short spur of uh, buying activities and then die down again. Right? So the situation is dire uh, and it requires dramatic response. Andrew? Uh, again, I try to split the market in two parts. Uh, the major issue underlying all the time, it is not so much that prices are falling and that middle class people are not buying properties. It is will the major developments and uh, the major builders go bankrupt. That's the key point. And uh, they are likely to go bankrupt because their revenues have dried in relationship to their uh, costs of maintaining their loans really as simple as that. So really the fault, the issue lies in not enough sales of new property. <clears throat> now, looking at what the government policies have been directed to, it seems to be covering both existing property as well as new property. And if the issue is, is not to let the developers go bankrupt, then the focus should be on the sales of new property, not of the sales of property in general. However much upsetting is to see, for example, the index of uh, the prices of uh, new property in 70 major cities in China falling for nearly now 17 months continuously. So in other words, you need not a scattergun approach. You need something which is uh, much more focused on what is the issue, unless the state has decided they're not going to rescue the property, the property developers, which is an altogether different, uh, different uh, politically uh, uh, charged issue. Andrew Ferris is yeah. uh, CEO of Ecognosis Advisory and Hao Hong, Chief Economist at Grow Investment Group uh, Hong Kong.